Welcome to the Issues of Sports on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Evan Makofsky, and it's my pleasure to have you here on our new home, the Believe Network. You can find us, listen to us. If you go to Believe.com, you search the Issues of Sports, and then you can link and listen on Apple Podcasts. We encourage you to follow And feel free to rate us, good or bad. We will take it. Spotify, Google, I don't want to leave anybody out, make anybody feel bad. Stitcher, tune in. I'm forgetting something, but that's okay because it's just a platform here. We're not talking about a person, so we're not leaving a human being out. But we are talking about a very sensitive subject near and dear to people's hearts And that is the state of baseball, both Major League Baseball, youth baseball, all levels of baseball. And on today's episode of the Issues of Sports, we're going to have former Major League second baseman Jeff Fry join the program. Jeff played for four different teams. He played nine years in the majors from 1992 when he debuted with the Texas Rangers to 2001 when he finished his career with the Toronto Blue Jays. Also in there is two stints with the Boston Red Sox from 96 to 97 and 99 to 2000. And he was with the Rockies as well in 2000. And he's part of an initiative called Save the Game. And their website is savethegameus.com. Let me repeat that. The initiative is called Save the Game. And the website is savethegameus.com. And we're going to get to Jeff momentarily. I, though, I'm just going to share a couple stats as I was preparing for this monologue. And I'm going to then hand it over to Mr. Fry and let him tell the story and what he is all about with Save the Game. But what Save the Game essentially is is Major League Baseball, which was once America's pastime, I guess technically it still is, but it's not as far as popularity. It once was number one. That time is long gone. But the problem I think really is here with, and what saved the game is football is blitz past baseball. I don't think save the game, and we'll, we'll ask Jeff, but is necessarily trying to think that getting even with football or maybe even close is possible, or maybe he does. We will ask him, but more has to do with the way that Major League Baseball and youth participation is trending, and that has been downward for a while, and it's continuing downward, and save the game is trying to make sure that this sport does not become extinct or a fringe sport. You, you can say hockey is the fourth sport of the four major sports. And I think much of that has to do with the fact it's not a sport necessarily born in America. Everything's subjective, up for debate. But the other three sports, and I'm talking about the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, really are. And MLB, I think, is certainly in star power, 
it feels like it just from a fan. I'm not talking about youth baseball. It feels like Major League Baseball is number three because the NBA is a star-studded league and there's just more dunks and highlights and players are just uh, more endorsable. LeBron James has more time on the court with the basketball, per se, than a baseball player does on defense. In most cases, that ball has to be hit to them. And yes, they'll get their at-bats, but that cycles through whatever. I guess if the team is hot, it could be back-to-back innings, but you know, every few innings. So a player in baseball is not going to draw the spotlight because there's more players as well. And the other thing with the NFL, same thing, way more players, but I think it's just there's less games with the NFL, almost like the Sopranos or something. It comes and we get into, I get personally into, I'll be honest with you, I do still watch postseason baseball, though it's hard and I'm not as emotionally tied, but I still appreciate it. I grew up a New York Mets fan, but and I worked in the St. Louis market for many years on top of covering the Dodgers and Angels, but I have no attachment to those teams. I don't really care about watching the regular season. I don't play fantasy baseball. So the only really regular season, even the NBA, I, I just don't have the time. I don't care. I used to grow up watching New York Knicks games in, in the 90s when they were Uh, relevant in the Patrick Ewing days. That said, I watch the NBA playoffs. I'll even, no no NHL regular season, but I respect the hell out of that tournament. It's the, yes, I believe it's the toughest tournament in sports. Just because I'm not as drawn to watching the sport doesn't mean I don't respect these athletes who do the the immense skill and toughness. And, you know, just to, to do that on skates, it's really amazing to me, and of course the NFL. So I respect it all, but I just don't think baseball necessarily carries the excitement. While it's unique, it's really the only sport, as far as team sports go, without a clock. I know, of course, there's golf, there's tennis. I I said as far as team sports goes, without a clock. So that can lend to long games. Now I know they've tried to do things to speed it up by putting clocks in between pitches and whatnot and other maneuvers. But I don't know if the length of the game is fully the problem. I think baseball has multiple problems and it's just sometimes it's very slow. I do know from reading about Save the Game that that players, and I don't know if this is due to the steroid era or whatnot, but they're swinging for the fences. So that leads to more strikeouts. So the ball is not in play as much or pop flies, which I'm not saying is not exciting, but it can be routine and boring, especially in the major leagues where they can, they have unbelievable range. The point is that because they're swinging for the fences, the ball is not in play as much lack of stolen bases. It's not as much valued as it used to be. The game, I don't think, is as exciting. And and some statistics, I'll just give you a couple here and let's get to Mr. Fry. Uh, youth participation, baseball, ages 6 to 12. In 2008, there was 16.5%. In 2021, 
it is 12.2%. And what's predicted for 2033 is that to trend downward to 9.9%. Declining World Series average TV viewership, 2003, 25.4 million. 2021, 11.7 million. All right, so you're already half of 2003, which I believe was the Marlins beating the Yankees in the World Series. And that was uh, when the Marlins beat the Cubs with the Steve Bartman in the NLCS. In 2039, it's predicted to be 5.4 million. So basically in 40 years, you're going from 25.4 million to 5.4 million. So uh, some semblance of 19 million viewers you're losing. You're, that's gutting the 2003 audience. It's already half that at 11.7 million. The declining attendance revenue impact in 2033 from where it is now is projected to cost each Major League Baseball team $20,417,302. That being just the natural trending fall off they are anticipating. And the comparative annual value of media rights contracts signed in 2021. The NFL, as we talked about at the top, $10.2 billion. The NBA, $7.5 billion. Major League Baseball, $1.7 billion. So Major League Baseball is in some trouble from where it started. And if things don't get rectified or at least semi-addressed, it's not just the major leagues too, it's youth baseball as well. And Jeff is going to explain this all because he's been dealing with this initiative. Baseball's on the decline. How can it be turned around? We're going to speak to former major league baseball infielder, Jeff Fry, on the other side of the break. You're listening to the issues of sports on the Believe Sports Network. Welcome back to the Issues of Sports. I'm your host, Evan Makovsky, and it's my pleasure to welcome to the program former Major League infielder. He played for the Boston Red Sox, and he is now involved in the Save the Game initiative. That is Jeff Fry. Jeff, how are you today? I'm good, Evan. Thank you for having me, buddy. Well, why don't we start right here? Why don't you tell everybody about what Save the Game is, how it got started from scratch. I made uh, a connection with Kevin Gallagher through social media. I believe it was Facebook. And he asked me if I was interested in looking at his book, Teach Your Kid to Hit So They Don't Quit. And I said, sure. And he sent me one. I read it, thought it was great. Um, wanted to support it. Uh, I believed in everything, how it really simplifies things for the, you know, breaks down the basic fundamentals of teaching kids how to hit. And uh, through that, Kevin and I developed a friendship. And he came to me with the idea of the Save the Game, the Save, Save the Game initiative, because, you know, we had, we're like-minded people and we both love the game. And it's very difficult for us to sit through a baseball game anymore. So something must be wrong with the game if lifelong baseball fans have a hard time watching it. And so we really just want to bring 
bring that to the commissioner's office and not in a, in an adversarial way, but, you know, in a, we want to work with them to try and educate them on what we see is wrong with the game and how it can be improved to be more entertaining to everyone, not just a small group of younger kids that seems like this, they're targeting right now. And so when Pat Gigan and Kevin, um, decided to start this. I was in, and uh, you know, it's it's gained a lot of traction. We're still hoping to gain more, and it's uh, you know, it's been a, a lot of fun. The website is SaveTheGameUS.com. Well, you mentioned you, it's very hard to sit through a baseball game. Why? Just not enough action. It's not enough action. I think there's uh, Kevin did the stats on it. I think it's just slightly less than two and a half home runs a game uh, is what's been a- they've been averaging the past couple of years. And the games last about three hours. So if you think about it, uh, there's less than a home run an hour. And during the other parts of the game, it seems to be a, a lot of walks and a lot of strikeouts and a lot of nobody on base and no action. And um, you know, I think the main thing here is that we can't watch it, and we love baseball. I used to watch two or three games a day. It didn't matter who was playing. I'd watch it just because it was entertaining, and I wanted to see the, the strategies and, the, and the, you know, all the different tactics the teams used. And I just don't think that we see that as much anymore, and I think it's, it's hurting the game. Well, it's always been one of the few sports that don't have a clock, but let's start right there. Um, they've talked about speeding up the game. How does that play into save the game? Yeah, I don't think uh, a lot of the new stuff they put into the game um, to speed up the game haven't sped up the game. So I don't really know what um, they keep saying they're trying to speed up the game. Uh, but I think if you look at the. Uh, game times it's not happening and you know we're traditionalists that's the one of the things about baseball there is no clock we're not in a hurry if fans go to a ball game i i remember as a young boy going to baseball games to see the giants and the a's at any time there was a possibility for it to go extra innings we wanted it to go extra innings we wanted to stay there longer and now it's the opposite now that we can get these guys out off the field as soon as we can, we got to put a ghost runner on second base and, and in a major league baseball game, we're putting a man on base who didn't earn his way there. And I think it's just a travesty. So what are some of the solutions that are proposed with the save the game initiative to help quote unquote, fix baseball? Well, we want to start uh, at the younger Ages. We want to start teaching kids the basic fundamentals of hitting. So uh, when they get older, when they get into high school, when they get into college and they get into the minor leagues and hopefully someday the major leagues, they have developed a skill set that is more inclined to be uh, a contact hitter, not strike out. But you can also hit for power and – that's what with Kevin's book is tied in with this as well. And we just need to make uh, the game more exciting, more action. If we don't have action, people are not going to watch the game. 
And that's really what the Save the Game is about. Okay, so you go to the commissioner's office or whoever is there, and so what are more actions? So what do they need to change within, I understand, starting at, at the youth levels, but as far as, is it rules? What, what, what's going to stimulate more action? Yeah, I think, I think it starts within uh, player development player development in organizations. And I think that uh, one of the biggest problems with our game today is that a lot of great baseball men have been replaced by people who don't know anything about baseball and it's all numbers and it's all data and, and algorithms. And I think we need to get these people back in the game. These people that the lifelong baseball men who, you know, they don't need a radar gun or a stopwatch to tell you if it gets, if a kid's going to be a good player. I think we need to get baseball guys back teaching baseball to baseball players and not hiring a lot of these non-baseball people to teach these young kids how to play. I, I mean, I hear it all the time uh, from people I know that work for minor league teams and, and player development that a lot of the kids they're getting today are great athletes. They, they can, you know, throw the ball hard. They can hit the ball a mile and do all these great things, but they don't know how to play the game because they haven't been taught the game. To get these players to be more, um, you know, obviously this wants to all funnel up to major league baseball, which you, you spent your career uh, playing. But so I guess when you say you get these baseball people back coaching them, but what are, examples of fundamentals that you think will is it is it that people aren't you know stealing enough bases is it that they're trying to hit home runs like what specifically within the game that that is is on one hand causing the where you can't watch it and on the other hand if these things happened then you could watch two to three games a day again yeah i i mean just what you talked about the, the basics you know, teaching hitters that striking out is not okay. Striking out, um, you know, is the worst thing you can do. It's a, a failure on a baseball field, and now it's accepted because the people that are working with these kids didn't play the game. When I came up, it wasn't okay to strike out. That was the biggest failure you could do. But now we don't want you to change your swing Um to just put the ball in play. We want you to keep your normal swing and try to hit home runs. And I think that mentality has to shift and the stealing bases, like you talked about, it's basically been almost eliminated from the game because the people upstairs have determined it's not worth the risk. You're better off going station to station and waiting for someone to hit a three run home run. And I think it's the mentality that we have to, we have to get in there and, and we're not saying do it our way, um, it's the only way that we have to work together and come up with solutions. And, you know, Aaron judge is six, seven, 280 pounds. I don't have a problem with Aaron judge swinging for the fences, but you have, um, you know, guys, my size swinging for the fences and hitting 220 with 15 homers. And somehow that's accepted today. And I, I think it's garbage. Where, where was Jeff, where was this, this born? You obviously had the steroid era. If you want to say in the late nineties, early 2000s where players were hitting home runs, but they were taking performance enhancing drugs. But I, 
is that one spot where not just it's about the drugs, but like you're saying, they were going to swing for the fences, thus resulting in more fly ball outs, more strikeouts. Is that maybe a source where things took a turn here for the worse as far as save the game is concerned? Yeah, I think I think it started toward the end of my career where you saw um, – more guys that were in the lineups just because they had power and they couldn't necessarily play a position very well, but they were willing to sacrifice the defense for the offense. And I think you see that all over the game. Now you see guys that, you know, used to be the middle infielders had to be slick fielding guys and quick and make all the plays and turn double plays and all these things. Now you see big lumbering middle infielders that, you know, can barely turn a double play, but they can hit 30 home runs. And that's the trade-off that it seems like they've been convinced that over 162-game season, we're not going to worry so much about the defense because we have we can implement all these shifts and we know where guys are going to hit the ball. So you don't need an infielder with a lot of range. We'll just tell them where to play. And on the offensive side, he's going to help us more because he can hit home runs. When you look up at the professional levels, and you look across sports, baseball, America's pastime, which there was a time, um, used to be the number one most popular sport in America. It's been a while, though, and the NFL has blown past everybody. And the NFL is kind of made for TV in a lot of ways where you're on top of the football, wherever the action is, you know, I don't know, maybe there's less, there are less games, a lot less games. So each game may have more importance, but I mean, it has blown past baseball by a lot. Is that something that you think, do you think catching the NFL is even possible with all the changes you're suggesting, or you just want to see the arrow pointing in the right direction? Yeah, I don't think that we're ever going to catch football, and I think we're actually behind basketball now. Um, I just, I just know that we love this game, um, and we hate to see it become a niche sport where people are flipping through the stations and they see a baseball game and they keep flipping through the stations and they see an MMA fight or motocross and they decide to watch that instead. That never used to even be a consideration. And I think if we get the game back to be more entertaining and promote the game and promote these incredible baseball players and, um, you know, I think that getting the arrow pointed in the right direction is a start because when I grew up, baseball was king. You know, it's, you couldn't wait for a game to be on Saturday afternoon. Um, and it didn't matter who the game was, but you were watching it. So, so the initiative starts with young kids and getting them in and teaching them more. Like you said, um, it's not okay to strike out. You need to put the ball in play. Even if it means making it out, you don't need to swing for the fences every time because a lot of times – at least as far as excitement goes, it, it doesn't, you know, I guess a strikeout can be exciting if it's a awesome pitch by the pitcher. Sure, it can be. But I certainly understand what you're saying. The shortstop making a great play is usually more exciting than a strikeout. So, what, you know, you have the grassroots, you have, um, and then I guess at the major league level, you have this petition here 
that you have on the website, savethegameus.com, when you get an, well, what are you going to do with that petition? How many signatures do you need? Where are you going to take it? Well, we're hoping to get a million signatures. Uh, that's proven to be pretty difficult <laughs> so far. But uh, we want, you know, to get as many signatures as we can. And then we want to present it to the commissioner's office and the owners and say, listen, this is, you know, this is, these are your fans speaking out that they don't like your product. And we see the decline in attendance. We see the decline in viewership on television. And if you guys don't address this problem in 10 to 15 years, you know, baseball could be a niche sport where people just don't even think about it like we did growing up. And, and, we, and we want to partner with those guys because we love this game and we want to help it grow. And we want to get that arrow pointing in the right direction. So ideally, if this were to be accepted, you were to get you were to get that meeting with Rob Manfred or and maybe if you could get all the owners, let's just say, say a Zoom. What what would be the first thing you would say on that Zoom if you're speaking to the commissioner and the owners? They, they know that ratings are down. They know that. What are what are you going to tell them here to what's the first thing? The first thing I would say uh, would be quit changing the rules of the game that's been around for 150 years. That's not the problem. We don't need to implement all these things to speed up the game. The game is fine. It doesn't, it's never had a clock. It doesn't need a clock. First, we have to stop changing the rules. Now, I don't have a problem with some of the rules. You know, the DH, I guess nobody wants to see pitchers that's, uh, you know, stop hitting in high school and wants to get to the big league swing and try to hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. I can understand that. Um, but some of the other rule changes, the, uh, you know, taking um, the power away from the manager and pitching changes where you have to use the guy for, for three batters no matter what to speed up the game so you don't have so many pitching changes. The ghost runner on second base, the... You know, I'm totally against outlawing the shift. I think that's rewarding players for being stubborn and and unwilling to make adjustments. And we're rewarding them and making it easier for them to get base hits. I think that just totally goes against the way baseball was built. And that's the first thing I would say to Mr. Manfred. Is there anything else for anybody listening save the game us.com that you want to share about this initiative uh, when do you when is the when is the are you going to stop being able to sign the petition how long is that going to last for and 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 when do you plan to to kind of take this to MLB well uh, we don't have a deadline um as when you can stop signing the, uh, the petition, we're just going to try and get as many people um, involved as possible. And I think once we get what we feel is an adequate number of signatures or adequate amount of support, then we would have some power to go in and say, listen, you know, we want to have a conversation um, because we love the game. We want to help grow the game and it's in your best interest to listen because you know, all the evidence is pointing that down that the, the game is, is becoming less and less popular. And, you know, we just want true baseball fans, people that truly love this game to support us 
Uh, we're not getting paid anything for this. We're doing this out of the love for our national pastime and we're concerned for its future. Jeff, appreciate the time, appreciate your passion and your efforts. Save the game, us.com. Check out their website, check out some of the points that they make on their website. And of course, the petition is on there. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. We will wrap things up when we come back on the issues of sports. Thanks again to Jeff Fry, former Major League Baseball player involved in the Save the Game initiative. Thank you for listening to the issues of sports on the Believe Network. I'm Evan Makofsky, and we'll see you next time.